Welcome everyone. We're about to begin Bezus Hashem uh, Bias Panimi Joint Shear number fifteen, BPJ number fifteen, for both addressed to both both the men and the women. We're talking about today the healthy un- and unhealthy aspects of foreplay. Now the concept of foreplay by definition is generally um, about what happens before sexual intercourse in the bedroom. But foreplay is a lot more than what happens in the bedroom. And it has to do a lot for things that happened before. Um, that even is, uh, the bedroom is even a factor. And it, what you do in this foreplay that we're discussing now affects greatly what happens or doesn't happen in the bedroom later on. It's the way you talk to your wife or to your husband for that matter. It's the way you make them feel throughout the day. It's the way your actions and your words determine to a great degree, like we just said, what will happen in the bedroom later and what what won't happen in the bedroom later. Everything is dependent upon this foreplay that happens before many, many hours before and throughout the day um, before you even get to the bedroom issue, long before the act of sex. And what it is, is basically, is that your wife needs to know that she is special to you and that you're attracted to her throughout the course of the day. She needs to know it. She needs to be reminded of it throughout the day, long before physical intimacy um, takes place. Now, this type of foreplay, what we're discussing here, a lot of it needs to take place in the need period as well. Fully permitted, not only permitted, but encouraged. It's one of the big issues in marriage that, of course, you have to keep exactly what halacha requires in the need period pertaining to archakis and to pertaining to a few acts, making beds in front of each other, whatever the halachas are, archakis, and so on. And also, in some ways, you talk also needs to be certain gedarim there. That is all very, very true. The problem, though, is, is in many, and I've gotten more than one email in pertaining to this, where a wife basically complained that during those two weeks, he puts on the shut-off switch and checks out completely in the need period, and then, and, and finds that doesn't even look at her, no eye contact, barely says a word, and um, causes her tremendous amount of emotional pain because of this. And then he expects, once that's over, and she goes back to the mikveh, and, and that period, all of a sudden the switch to turn on. And it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that at all. The truth is, is it works the other way as well. Sometimes, where if a wife is really, you know, low drive, not interested that much, and she herself uses her own nida period as that opportunity, so to speak, like Baruch Hashem, now, now, now I'm off for two weeks, off duty, and checks out, and checks out not just physically, but checks out emotionally from the Kesha with her husband, which also causes the husband a lot of emotional pain, because he really truly needs that connectivity as well. So it's mostly actually, you know, uh, men that need to learn how to, you know, connect in the need period, 
but women need to learn that too. So, go, you know, depending on the marriage, depending on the personalities, the problem can happen either way, although stereotypically it happens a lot with, um, you know, with, with the man shutting down in the need to period. So that, there's certain aspects of that foreplay with, of, it could happen in the need to period too, where you are constantly communicating, showing how, you know, you're really, there's a deep friendship there, a real caring going on. And, and whether you realize it consciously or not, your behaviors in the Nida period, by being a mensch and considerate and kind, truly affects the quality of the bedroom life later, it will become a, be a, a much higher quality and a much close, a much deeper closeness. The biggest reason why married couples stop enjoying sex is not their age, is not the hormones or physical per se, although sometimes it could be, but it's not that. Usually it is not that. They stop enjoying the sex because they feel they are being used or be- being taken advantage of or not being looked at as a full human being with a soul, but as a physical catalyst. They rather they look like a physical catalyst for the expression of sex and these are negative aspects because basically that creates a tremendous resentment. And like we said before, if you're ignored the first, you know, those two weeks of the need to period and shut down and then expect all of a sudden to turn on a turn on switch uh, is very, very hurtful. And it shows, sends a message very clearly. You don't really love me. You don't really care about me. Although that may not be true, really, meaning Bepinius, they really do, you know, but they're not acting that way. And it, all these negative aspects of, of ignoring your wife while they're talking to you, or you're distracted by the phone, or you're distracted by any type of distraction instead of focusing on your, what your wife has to say or what your husband has to say, or you don't ask about how their day went, or you're not acting like you actually care about your husband or wife. You're not being supported, supportive. Or when they're down, you, you're, you're critical about them being down, uh, explaining why they shouldn't feel down instead of giving them encouragement and hope and, and caring. Also, if you forget to date your wife, you and your wife, you and your husband alone, to work together, to get out. Let, and if, if she says, let's go for a walk, let's go out, and yours truly sometimes is guilty of this when I'm tired or... Uh, I, I sat down already and resting and let's go out for a walk and sometimes I fail the test and I'm wrong. I have to learn also, no, this is important. I have to get up and take that walk because it's important and this is what I really want to do and this is something that I really enjoy after afterwards because it's worthwhile. So again, when I talk to all of you, remember, I'm a work in progress too, but this is the idea though. The idea being is is that uh, you don't just say, I don't care, or oh, whatever, or push the, her away, or whatever you want, or it's up to you. you use these type of power of expressions when you're inviting um, your, 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 you know, your, your husband to, or your, your wife to engage with you, and you push them away in that way with that indifference. That's also very hurtful. And um, another thing is also caring about your own private space and time more than your spouse's. Now, in every marriage, it is healthy to have these three sets of times. His time, 
her time, meaning where they could have their own private time, is healthy, and then mutual time together. But there needs to be a balance and not be an overemphasis. People like to go into their man caves or lady caves in, in different senses. Their kitchen may be their lady cave and kicking their husband out of it or, or, or a, a, a husband having a man cave, so to speak. And they need to learn how to not be obsessive about their own time, but rather to show caring and interest in your spouse's time and invest in, in, in that. Or not helping with the chores or with the kids and leaving it totally behind with your wife. You have to, this is very important, that let's say a, a husband put, put in a full 10-hour day, he's totally wiped out, which is understandable. But you have young kids and everyone's hopping and jumping and, and, and your wife is trying to juggle everything with the suppers and putting them to bed. It's important for the husband you know, even even though he's tired, he doesn't have to do a tremendous amount of work. But to show something, a little chore, clearing up the table if that's what your wife wants you to do, or taking one or two of the children, putting them in the room, let's say the girls' room for the girls or the boys' room for the boys, and it's bedtime, you take two of the kids, go to the room with the kids, help them in their pajamas, tell them a story, talk to them. You're helping your wife this way. Don't leave it all to your wife or vice versa in certain situations. The key really is of the negative aspects, which is opposite of what foreplay is supposed to be. The hardest thing and the most difficult thing of it is when you're only paying attention to them when in the Torah period alone, or even in the Torah period, you're only paying attention to them when it's close to bedroom time, when you know sex is a possibility there, or it's a part of the schedule, and that's when you turn on the switch, and that's when you are showing some interest, oh, how you're doing, what you're doing, how you're feeling, and so on and so forth. And that's when your partner, your wife, usually it's the case, sometimes the husband, they feel, I don't really matter to you. All of a sudden you wake up now. Now, to be fair with married couples, to be very fair, sometimes it works out like that just because of logistics. So, for example, if a husband comes from a long day work or coil or whatever he's coming back from. He doesn't come into the house until 7 o'clock p.m., let's say. And the, you have young kids, so you're both busy helping with the kids, with the chores or whatever it is, and, and, and everything that you're all busy with. It could be just on a logistic, uh, logistical standpoint that you and your wife, you and your husband, didn't really have a time to have much conversation until it's close to bedtime. And that's why... I'm showing my how are you and I'm caring, my caring now because I didn't have a chance until now. That's a fear, you know, that's a fear assessment. But my, the key point, though, is, is that even when that happens, you have to still show a certain amount of love, smiling, encouragement, sincerity, even while this is not happening yet, even when you just walked into the door and... And even while you're busy with the kids, and even during the course of the day with a phone call, with a text, or whatever it is. Because by doing that, you're showing you're invested in your husband and wife. By showing this, you're showing you're, 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 this is a protected connection. My intention is because to purely love my wife. And, and anything that you, that you um, not don't show this, it creates a rift. It creates a difference. You're, you're, you don't mean to be hurtful. You love your wife. You love your husband. But by behaving in the ways we described, 
by only paying attention that particular time and shutting down in other times, you're basically saying with your actions, you know, non-verbally, that you don't really make a difference and you don't care. And that creates a rift and a distance, and it does affect the sexual aspects, that they'll be less interested in the sexual aspects because you don't really care about me. That's the impression that they are getting. The good examples of foreplay is when you come home from work or you come home from Kylo. And yeah, you may not have that deeper conversation till later, closer to bedtime. But even now, when you come in, you show warmth, you show enthusiasm, you show love. It's good to see you. You're excited to see them. How was your day? And even if you had a hard day, and this is sometimes in the science, I could relate to this very much. You had sometimes you come from a very difficult day yourself, and it's not easy to shift because you're absorbed with the pain of your own difficult day that you just went through. To go and ask your wife, "How is your day? What's going on? How could I help you? Offer to help, share in the chores. All these things is not always easy, but this shows that you are connected." This shows that your partners, your shutfim, the gimel shutfim, your two out of the three partners, and when you show your partners, the shechina, partner number three, which is really partner number one, comes into the picture and helps you all in the process. And you're showing, I'm with you. And you help with the bedtime. And you set up a date, and you work with the babysitting to schedule together. It shows you're investing your energy and your time with your spouse. You, you remind them how beautiful your wife is. Remind her, remind her how much you're thinking of her. Nice text through the course of the day. Emails, communication. Communication is vital for good sex. That is very, very important. And again, also, if it's non-triggering, the touching, non-sexual hugs, holding hands in the Torah period, this is very, very important. People don't come with on and off switches. And this is the big misconception and mistakes that married couples make that sex therapists that know about this, they talk, they, they talk about this a lot. And it's very, very important to listen to this. I've, I've listened to and read some books on people who are sex therapists that people come over to them. And very often, the low libido, if there's a sexual issue, though sometimes it is a physical issue or hormonal issue that requires medical attention, and then when you have that medical attention it's, it, 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 it picks up a man with his issues, the woman with her issues physically. That's true. And some sex therapists deal with those issues where the low libido is coming from a physical hormonal uh, 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 issue that they get medical through, through with, the, with the medical practitioner uh, treatment to help with that. that. Sometimes uh, simple hormone shots or whatever it is just, just corrects the problem. But they also say very importantly that many, many, many issues of sexual issues between a couple are not physical at all. Not physical at all, not only in the 20s, 30s, but even in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and, and even beyond. It's not the physical that's the issue, but it's the emotional. So in other words, and this is very important to know, all these shiurim, and I gave many of them, some a little bit I touched upon here, a lot of them in the main shiurim about one spouse being a high drive libido, a high libido, high drive, the other one low libido, low drive. Anytime I described and said the word low drive or low libido, husband or wife makes no difference. Many times it's not the etzim that they actually have a sexual low drive. 
It's not that. It's that they no longer feel that intimate connection and closeness. And once they do feel that intimate connection and closeness, this person that thought of themselves or their husband or wife thought of them as being a low-drive, low-libido, uninterested-in-sex type of person, all of a sudden, with this um, intimate closeness, with this emotional closeness, they becomes they become higher, much higher interested. Sometimes even more than their other spouse. So that's very very important. And um, but what is clear here, and I just want to say this very clearly to all of you, is that sex therapists say this as well. Sex itself cannot hold a marriage together. It's very important for me to say this here because a lot of the shiurim before this and after this and around this, because it's a panimi, because it's panimi, and it's more exclusive, we'll be more open about these issues. So we're talking a lot about the sexual physical aspects, but we have to remember to keep it in a healthy balance, that even though we're discussing it about a, lot, a lot about it and it's important to work on and improve upon and work towards, but that itself, sex itself, cannot hold a marriage together. You need that emotional intimacy. You need that emotional closeness. That is what holds it together. And then the sex becomes better. Another thing, and I'll end off over here, that many sex therapists talk about, and many of them, there are many men that come to them. And this wives need to understand very often that it's a stereotype that men, the only thing, they're one-track minded, even the good men, we're not talking about perverts, talking about people who even have Shmir Seinayim, you know, and good people. But men want sex. That's the bottom line. They want sex, and they want more sex and more sex, and that's the stereotype. There is truth to that part of that stereotype. They are very visually oriented and stimulated to it, towards it. It's actually healthy for a male to be interested in having a sexual relationship with his wife. It's a healthy thing. It's not an unhealthy thing. But what a lot of sex therapists said, especially in American culture, where because of the social media, people look up at macho men, that that's what's in their head all the time. But that's really, really not the case. In healthy monogamous relationships, what men truly want most, even beyond the sex, And not to downplay it, they want that too, very much. But what they really want even deeply, more deeply, is they want to feel safe with their wives. They want to feel real with their wives. Safe means that they don't necessarily have to feel be strong, be the strong one. Now, it's sometimes hard for them because they don't seem to portray this. They want to be strong and dependent and so on. But in reality, what they want from their wives, what they need is is to be allowed to be encouraged, to be allowed to be loved, to be held, to be hugged, to be to not to be perceived as weak when they don't express that masculine side, when they express more their feminine, softer side. They need to be, feel safe to be able to show that to their wives and to be, and they need their wives very much emotionally for this. It may not seem for that, to, to be like that, but very deeply that's what they want and that's what they need and, 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 not, and that the wife shouldn't perceive them as a kid just like they're another kid or just they're the one bringing in the paycheck. They want to also be felt that, that um, 
that they're they're safe. Even on his side, on the wife's side, it's understandable. She needs to feel safe all the time, a hundred percent. But on the husband's side, you usually don't hear this much. You usually just hear that he wants his sexual needs to be met or whatever. But so you don't hear much about this other deeper need that many men admitted and acknowledged to sex therapists and marriage therapists that that's what they want also. Of course, they want the sexual experience as well. But they want that deep love and, 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 and uh, real safety that they feel when they're with their wives. And that's what they truly need and that's what they truly cherish. They want to be able to, they want to have a place where they could feel real. They want to feel real. They want to feel genuine. They want to feel authentic, a safe place where they could express their vulnerabilities and feel that they don't necessarily always have to be the stronger one. And this is a very deep need. And if that is, if what I'm saying here resonates with some of the men listening, some of the husbands, they need to communicate this with their wives. And the wives need to have the, also the emotional maturity to understand this and, and take it with a certain sensitivity and care. By understanding all these other dynamics, that's when the physical sexual relationship also becomes comes to a totally different, more higher and more beautiful dimension. So we spoke a lot of things over here about this healthy aspects of foreplay, but again, to bring out two, three quick nakudais on this year, number one is is that there's foreplay concepts that apply even in the near nida period, especially in the nida period. Whatever is halachically permitted to do in the nida period, in the way you talk, in the way you behave, is something you probably have a not probably you do have a chiv to do, to have a lot of interaction with your wife, with your husband, and not just check out with a two week vacation from your spouse during that period. It is very hurtful. It's hurtful on both sides. Stereotypically, it's hurtful because the wife feels hurt. I'm being ignored for who I really am. You only check in when there's something in it for you. That's the way she feels, even if it's he does love her, but it comes across that way. But sometimes it's with the husband too. She checks out. It could happen both ways. And there needs to be a connection, a real deep one in that need period. That's one important point. Another important point, like we said, First of all, if there's a low libido issue that's physical, that could always be treated, Baruch Hashem, these days especially. But as many sex therapists and marriage couple therapists say that the low drive of many people, husbands or wives, makes no difference, is not be'etzem a physical issue. It is an emotional issue. And once they feel intimate with each other and close to each other, that drive picks up and gets higher and higher until there's a point where they really both can enjoy that experience. But the emotional intimacy and closeness is the key. And another thing is, the last thing we talked about is what men really want, although stereotypically it seems like it's sex is the only thing in their mind. That's not really true. They want that deep connection and that softness and that kindness and to feel safe and real and authentic in the presence of their wife in those, ish- in the, in those times. And and to understand that, and it's very important to know, as we do shiurim, which a lot of them touch upon the bedroom issues, is to realize, I'm going to say it many times, that 
Sex is a very important ingredient in marriage, but it itself cannot hold a marriage together. It will not and cannot hold a marriage together alone. The emotional intimacy and closeness is the key, is the Pesach to everything. That is why that Nida period, the period where, they're, where they're, you know, the physical relation is not possible, or even after the baby, those six weeks, which is a difficult time for both husband and wife, there needs to be that emotional, caring connection there, really worked on hard. And it's something you don't see. It's like planting the seeds. You say to yourself, you don't really see sometimes a lot of the result. Um, but sometimes you do. You see some warmth back and forth, which is very, very healthy and very good. But ultimately, that really that type of foreplay affects the the bedroom in a very healthy way when it comes time for that. Brochen atzlacha.